Today on the DML News Podcast, we're going to talk exclusively about Donald J. Trump's accomplishments when he was president. Because Lord knows the media wants to tell you all the bad. We're here to give you the good. So get ready because it's all unfiltered. Dennis Michael Lynch gives you his word and he will never let you down. He will always fight for America. The only one who really puts his money where his mouth is, is Dennis Michael Lynch. Hello, I'm Dennis Michael Lynch and I thank you for joining Denny, my son, and I today. This is a great day. It's Monday, January 8th. We are coming to you today for one full hour to give you Donald J. Trump's accomplishments when he was president. And the reason why we decide to do this on the show today is for a number of reasons. Number one, Trump has a town hall coming up with Fox News on January 10. And of course, he will get some softball questions, but make no mistake, the rhinos, the disgusting elite, sort of like Paul Ryan, who now sits on the board at Fox News, totally is going to make sure that there are going to be some trip-up questions for our President Trump. We want to give you the facts on things that the media will not, including Fox News. Secondly is the Iowa caucuses, they're just around the corner. And we want America to know that Donald J. Trump is not some disgusting human being who caused an insurrection on January 6th. He's not some nutball who was hanging out in Epstein Island. He is a successful businessman. Perfect by no means. Perfect when it comes especially to his personal life. But I ask you this question. Who is? Are you? Are the people in the media who throw stones at him, are they perfect? Should we be looking into their backgrounds? How many closet skeletons are hanging out there? Donald J. Trump was a sensational president. So many good things happened on his watch, and we are going to give you just today, the list is so long that just today we're only going to be able to do it from an economic standpoint. We're going to go down that list. Denny and I are going to go back and forth and do uh, a, a list listing for you. And of course, we're going to give some analysis. Dennis is also going to tell you what it is that Joe Biden has done since he's been in president to undo some of the great things Trump did. And that may be why it is that you're feeling so much pain. Denny, before you start reading the very first two items on the economic list, let me just tell everybody a few things that they need to know, and we're going to get right into it with no interruptions, no commercials, no nothing. We are broadcasting this not only on the DML News app, where it's there every day, and of course, Team DML, teamdml.com for our members, but we're coming to you today if you're on Facebook. Every Monday going forward until the election, every Monday we're going to come to you on Facebook. So if you just want to join us on Monday, do us a favor. Hit the share button. Let everybody know what we're trying to do over here, getting the good message out, getting the good word out, fighting back against the media. If you can, download the DML News app for free. Then you could be with us every single day of the week, including on weekends. And it's not just this great podcast that you will get. We have a brand new podcast starting next week called Future Ready, where I interview somebody who is doing something amazing to try to help our communities, states, and country to make advancements. So you want to catch that every Sunday on the DML News app. Also, Friday night, 
You may have seen it here on Facebook. We did it for one time, but it's always going to be on the DML News app. My wife and I did the wine and talk, which is a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. You don't want to miss it. Denny has a podcast called The Crazy Left, where every morning he identifies something that the left is doing that's absolutely out of this world bananas and gives it to you. You'll get a laugh, you'll get a cry, but more importantly, you'll get something to share because the more that we get the word out, the more that Americans can see what's really happening and who's pulling the levers, the better chance we have at getting our side back in control. And then, of course, maybe you saw this morning, I do a new podcast called Best Pals. That is an acronym for breathing, eating, sleeping, thinking, praying, activity, loving, and supplements. It is so wildly popular, and every single morning at 7 a.m. on the DML News app, I come to you for 15 minutes, and we try to get ourselves into the best healthy we can. So many people jumping on, and I appreciate that. And uh, look, none of this stuff matters if we're not healthy. Let me put all that to the side, get into jump, uh, Trump's accomplishments. Dennis, at the top of the TrumpWhiteHouse.com website, the first thing listed is unprecedented economic boom. And I think that that phrase right there may be the best phrase possible to describe the Trump economy when it was in play. What's your take and what are the first two accomplishments Trump lists? You know, I definitely say you're spot on there. Um, Without question, those four years that he was in office, especially comparably now, more uh, more money in our wallets, in our pockets, uh, you know, more hiring, more just small businesses actually feeling appreciated by their federal government and respected. Obviously, Biden's undone done that, but we'll get to that later. Uh, but a, a clear-cut example right here. Americans ga- America gained 7 million new jobs, more than three times government experts' projections. Middle-class family income increased nearly $6,000, which is more than five times the gains during the entire previous administration. The unemployment rate reached 3.5%, the lowest in half a century. It also achieved 40 months in a row with more job openings than job hirings. More Americans reported being employed than ever before, which was nearly 160 million. Jobless claims hit a near 50-year low. The number of people claiming unemployment insurance as a share of the population hit its lowest on record, And then finally here, incomes rose in every single metro area in the U.S. for the first time in nearly three decades. So a lot of firsts there. Yeah. When, especially people on Facebook who have liked my page, probably liked my page when I was doing the thing called the walk and talk. When Trump was elected... I remember the next day going out and doing a walk and talk and challenging people. I said, go take a picture right now of your main street. Every town has a main street. Look at how many stores have for rent or for sale signs. How many actually even have hiring signs? Not too many at all. And 
Maybe how many of them have shortened their hours or have just recently closed down. And then let's take what the picture looks like once Trump gets his economic plan humming. I made that challenge to people knowing wholeheartedly as a businessman, and I mean, I'm a businessman. I've been in business since I'm 18 years old. I said no, no to college. Yes, yes to business. As a businessman, I recognized what it was that Barack Obama did to small businesses. He crushed us, large businesses. He regulated them to death. There was no question in my mind that Trump was going to come in, deregulate everything, and put in economic programs that would just help this country go boom. And I mean boom in a great way. That's exactly what happened. I had a few people send me the pictures. And then they came back and sent me the pictures. It was not more than eight months, nine months later and said the store just went up. You know, it was up for rent, couldn't rent it for however long. Now it's back in business. New stuff popping up all the time. Not just for what the Democrats would tell you would be the white folks. No, you were having more black entrepreneurship, more Hispanics getting in, into uh, having their own businesses. You know, one of the things about America, and Trump understands this, Barack Obama didn't. If you remember, Barack Obama told you, if you built a business, you didn't build that. Somebody else built that. That's a lot of nerve coming from a guy who was a community organizer, never had a real job or built a business in his life. Donald Trump understands small business is the heartbeat of America. He created situations for small businesses to be able to start easily, lickety-split without all those regulations, and to keep more money in their pocket. You know, I'll tell you right now, you know, everybody knows DML News, DML News app, DML podcast, but now they also know for the last three years, three and a half years, DML CBD. There's probably a ton of people watching right now who buy and use DML CBD and have had their lives completely changed for the better because of DML CBD, whether they're sleeping better, whether their aches and pains are gone, whether their anxiety is curbed, boosting the immune system, especially during that dark period we had that China, you know, the China thing that happened. I don't want to say it because Facebook will, AI systems will blow us up. But I can't tell you how many people said to me, thank you for what you gave us with DML CBD during that time. You kept me well. I would not have the CBD business if it wasn't for Donald J. Trump. He signed into law the farm bill. People don't even talk about that. CBD in this country has gone gangbusters. Nobody ever connects it back to Trump. And that's the truth of the matter. You know, I'm just reading here on some of the comments here on Facebook. Two questions came in. One said, oh, my God, DML, I haven't seen you in so long. You look so healthy. You look so good. Let me tell you what that is. Thank you, Donald J. Trump. You gave me the CBD business. You know how much better so many different things in my life have been since then? Another person. What is it that you want? What is it that you are drinking? (laughs) Every single morning, Ryan, my other son, Ryan, who you can't see, who's behind the controls right now, Ryan makes a healthy shake right here in our studio for Dennis and I. Ryan, what's today's shake? Uh, Today I did pineapple juice, Greek yogurt, diced pineapple, mango, 
and uh, of course, banana. Banana. There you go. So every single day we're on this health kick. We've been on this health kick ever since. You know, when I started on my health kick, ever since Trump was in office. And I'm not going to give him the accolades that, oh, he made me healthy. What I'm saying is that he created a boom. He created an economic atmosphere where everybody felt great. And when you feel great, when you've got extra money in your pocket, when you're not feeling like you're living paycheck to paycheck, you start doing things like, hey, I'm going to start taking care of myself. I want to look better. I want to feel better. And that, you know, that's an intangible that you have to give to Trump. Because I can tell you what right now, people aren't feeling good. They're looking tired. They're looking miserable. They're feeling crappy. And that's because Joe Biden has basically done everything possible to beat the living crap out of everything that Donald J. Trump did for this country. Now, there's another set of um, accomplishments he did, Dennis. What's that second line of bullet points? It's kind of what you're hitting here, because uh, I was going to say, you know, he really delivered, especially when it comes to the economy for people of all backgrounds and mostly Americans of all backgrounds, because he brought a lot of manufacturing back as well. But we'll start with the people of all backgrounds. Unemployment rates for African-Americans, Hispanic Americans, Asian Americans, Native Americans, veterans, women as well, they all hit record low. Uh, He lifted nearly 7 million people off of food stamps. Poverty rates for African Americans and Hispanic Americans, record low. Income inequality fell for uh, two straight years and by the largest amount in over a decade. The bottom 50% of American households saw a 40% increase in net worth. That's huge. Wages rose fastest for low-income and blue-collar workers at a 6% pay increase. 16%. I'm sorry, 16% pay increase. And African-American home ownership increased from 41.7% to 46.4%, which, again, that's actually quite significant. Uh, he brought jobs and factories and industries back in the USA by uh, creating more than 1.2 million manufacturing and construction jobs. He put in place policies to bring back supply chains from overseas, and he uh, kind of increased small business optimism by breaking a 35-year-old record in 2018. Which is a consumer, the, 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 the record he's talking about is basically, you know how there's this consumer sentiment? Well, business optimism is another, is another benchmark that they use. So I want to take a look at the bottom level of what you just said there, right? Because it, it tie it into what I said two seconds ago, and then, of course, tie it into... Uh, what we're living today. Income inequality fell for two straight years and by the largest amount in over a decade. What do you hear the Democrats coming out with all the time? Trump's a racist, DEI, only the white man is making the money. What are you talking about? Why are you making it sound like Trump gave you some sort of disaster where only the elitists and only the whites were making any money? It's just not true. He did it completely the opposite. He was empowering everybody. The bottom 50% of American households saw a 40% increase in net worth. 40% for the bottom people. These are the people who are saying, I can't get ahead. I've got no money. I work three jobs. I'm never going to get... Well, let me tell you something. When your house, if you're living in a low-income area, your house, let's say, for instance, is $100,000 worth, and all of a sudden, that house becomes worth $140,000, do you know the opportunities that come your way because of that? I mean, that is such a tangible item to what this man did, what this man accomplished, and yet 
when you look at the Biden administration and what they try to pawn off all the time, it's that they'll tell you that they took a horrible economy. They got a broken. He just said it the other night on New Year's Eve when Ryan Seacrest asked him what was his greatest memory of 2023. And he talked about how it is that he, uh, you know, in, he he took over this horrible, hurting economy and they built 14 million jobs since. Wait a second. Trump, Trump didn't give you a bad economy. COVID. And that was unprecedented in the fact that we never dealt with that before. And so basically what Joe Biden did was just basically come into office when COVID ended. And then all those jobs that got lost because of COVID just wound up being regained. You strip that out. Joe Biden's got a horrible, horrible track record. Completely. Uh, COVID 100% stunted the rampant economic growth that this country was going through. I mean, those stats prove it itself, but with COVID becoming the event that it did, obviously on the global scale, it's almost like people kind of just have that memory slip of like how great Trump was really prospering the country. And again, there's other uh, realms that we've discussed before where he could have done maybe stronger, but there was no doubt that when it came to employment, jobs, small business promotion, uh, he was the guy. And it's just a shame that, you know, a virus, uh, basically took everything that Trump was building for and, and had that momentum going and put a stop to it because, you know, we had lockups, mask mandates, all of that. So now to your point, Biden's going to try and uh, flip the narrative that he's bringing all these jobs, even though inflation's rampant, but he's bringing all these jobs back uh, when in reality they were taken away because of COVID, in some cases the vaccine, and now they're just being regained. It's- you know, one of the reasons uh, people ask me all the time, How is it with high inflation, high interest rates, uh, supply chain issues, all the different jazz that we've had to deal with from COVID and from Biden? How is it that people are still employed? However, first of all, let me note that in the last two weeks, there have been a lot of economic reports that have come out to show that things are slowing. There aren't as many help wanted signs out there right now. Uh, There have been layoffs, a lot of layoffs. Quietly, these layoffs are happening. And we are going to start to see the true meaning of Bidenomics in the months to come. So hold on real tight because it's going to get rocky before it gets sunny. With that said, here's a sign right behind. Let me peel it off the wall. Tight on me, Ryan. He's hired. Remember that? Remember that in 2016? Well, let me also tell you what people said in 2016, what the press said. They said that there would be a stock market crash when Trump came in. It was World War III, the stock market would crash, and we would be going into a financial depression. Those were the three things that you heard over and over again, and we didn't get any of those things. We got just the opposite. The stock market, he lists his stock market stuff uh, here too. I'll read it real quick. It says, The Dow Industrial closed above uh, 20,000 points for the first time in 2017 and topped 30,000 in 2020, and the S&P 500 and NASDAQ have repeatedly notched record highs. Now, listen, the stock market has its ebb and flow, and sometimes presidents get lucky and they catch it on the right right run up, like Biden just did in in the last year. Ultimately, the markets dictate how the markets are going to go. But make no mistake, when people are doing well, they invest. They take that extra money and they put it into the stock market. 
The thing about Trump's market that was so amazing is that we were always hitting record new highs, record new highs, record new highs. With Biden, the stock market doesn't feel as if it's got any kind of foundation to it. Everybody's sitting there waiting for the bottom to fall out. And that's because it's really not built on anything that Biden has done. What you're watching today is still the hangover from Trump's great economy. And that's what I was going with when people ask me, how is it happening? Let me tell you why people are still employed, in my opinion, because all the things that Biden has done doesn't make sense to where we haven't fallen, where the bottom hasn't fallen out yet. Every other time in history, we would be sitting here in massive recessions. I go back and look at how much money was given in stimulus during COVID. Businesses got huge lump sums of money, huge lump sums of money based on their overall payroll. What wound up happening is those companies didn't have to give that money back. And in many cases, that payroll money was supposed to cover X amount of time. Well, the, 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 the people weren't out for X amount of time because states were opening up and Trump was pushing for things to open up. So if you wound up getting, let's say, four months of money, but you only had to use it for two weeks, you still had all that money. And what did businesses do? They, people didn't put I mean, criminals probably put it in their own pocket, but it was very, very little. Most companies wound up investing in their businesses, in their products, in their services, in their employees, and still had that money, especially if they put that money in like a money market and it was getting some kind of return back on it. That's why that money, that elongation of people staying at work and people staying hired, that's why it's happened because that cash has been there, but that cash is now running dry. And Joe Biden and his economic plan, which is a disaster, unless, of course, you're China or you're Ukraine. Ukraine, it's fantastic. I mean, they love the economic plan. Just keep on giving us money for nothing. And Hunter will get his chicks for free. <laughs> that was the money, right? Money for nothing and chicks for free. Yep. Uh, that's where this is all going. So let's go back. One, I think there's one more paragraph that's worth reading, the rebuilding and investing in rural America, Dennis. Why don't you give that one? He signed an executive order on modernizing the regulatory framework of agricultural biotechnology products, which is bringing innovative new technologies to market in American farming and agriculture. His administration also strengthened America's rural economy by investing over $1.3 billion through the Agriculture Department's ReConnect program to bring high-speed broadband infrastructure to rural America. Mm. Yeah. So let me read a couple of things here too, right? An October 2020 Gallup survey found 56% of Americans said they were better off during a pandemic than four years prior. So think about that. They were saying, hey, I was actually even doing better than the pandemic than when Obama was in office. I mean, that is a very, very strong statement. But let's not forget maybe one of the greatest things Trump did, and it's when it comes to taxes, all right? Mm -hmm. He signed the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, the largest tax reform package in history. More than 6 million American workers received wage increases, bonuses, and increased benefits thanks to those tax cuts. A typical family of four earning $75,000 received an income tax cut of more than $2,000, slashing their tax bill in half. 
doubled the standard deduction, making the first $24,000 earned by a married couple completely tax-free, doubled the child tax credit, virtually limited the unfair estate tax or death tax, cut the business tax rate from 35%, the highest in the developed world, all the way down to 21%. That's the other reason why you're feeling what you're feeling today. Because companies during Trump's period were allowed to keep more of their money. And what the Democrats told you was that people like me were going to go out and buy themselves Lamborghinis and Ferraris and everything else instead of expanding their businesses. And I would like you to take a look around my warehouse right now and see the expansion that I did. We use the extra money from the tax savings into enhancing and enriching our business. That's what happened. So the Democrats are the, uh, the party of gloom and doom. They want to be in wars. They want there to be culture wars here in the United States. They want to pin black versus white. They want to pin black versus Latino, Latino versus Asian. Everything is segregated. Women versus men. What is a woman? What isn't a woman? The rest of us just want to live normally. And I was going to say, too, uh, even for those that are living in, you know, uh, I, I would guess, say, more impoverished areas, uh, a very big specific initiative by Trump was his work with Tim Scott doing the Opportunity Zones. There's even some really good uh, uh, things on that right here. Created nearly 9,000 Opportunity Zones where capital gains on long-term investments are taxed at zero. Opportunity Zone designations have increased property values within within them by 1.1%, creating an estimated $11 billion in wealth for the nearly half of Opportunity Zone residents who own their home. Opportunity Zones have also attracted $75 billion in funds and driven $52 billion of new investment in economically distressed communities, creating at least 500,000 new jobs. And that's, that's job building right there. Absolutely. Approximately 1 million Americans will be lifted from poverty as a result of these new investments. Over $1.5 trillion, $1.5 trillion, not billion, $1.5 trillion was repatriated into the United States from overseas. One of the biggest problems we have is our money just keeps flying out the window and heading into the pockets of those overseas. Now he had it repatriated. It's coming back into us. Another thing worth noting Lower investment cost and higher capital gains returns led to faster growth in the middle class, real wages, and international competitiveness. That's the one thing that I hear all the time from people. Why do I turn a, 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 a product over and it says made in China? Why does it say made in Indonesia? Why does it say made in Taiwan? Why can't we make our own chips? Why is China making our medicines? And the reason being is because the Democrats have created such an economic downshift. So many of them have done it to where it's Bill Clinton did it, right? You had NAFTA, right? You had yes, uh, yeah. Obama NAFTA. did it. <laughs> and what did he do? He overturned NAFTA. Mm -hmm. Trump did. We didn't yes. even bring that up yet. So they create all these programs to where our, our country can't compete with its competitors overseas. They say, I just can't do it. I can't do it. That's why I'm ordering this stuff from China and bringing it in. And that's why you're getting crap. And now what happens? Trump says, no, we're going to build it at home. I th and I think that's why Trump is just such a good tradesman, because, uh, you know, with Clinton and, and a lot of those Democrats, 
every time they are on the world stage, it's like they're kind of appeasing or placating to the foreign leaders. And that's why we get the trouble that we get. Whereas when Trump was in office, I mean, he, he took it the business approach. He went in, it was a board meeting, you know, he, we're, we're going to talk here and we're going to discuss a trade deal, but we got to discuss why it's beneficial for America, not, you know, going over into China in the Biden sense and making deals that will undermine Americans. His deal making was the support of Americans. So bring your microphone up a little bit. Let me ask you, let me ask you this. Right now, if I said to you, hey, you got an extra in your current environment, current environment, Ryan, I'll bring you in on this as well. Right now, if I said to you, I'll give you an extra thirty one hundred dollars. What what do you think that money would have to go to? Uh, as of right now, yeah. groceries, car insurance, homeowners insurance. I mean, it would be eaten up. I wouldn't be using it for uh, vacation, excess or recreational things. Yeah, Ryan, yourself. I mean, now I could say, you know, for those people who don't know and can't see Ryan. In fact, maybe what I'll do is I'll I'll take a little video of Ryan, and Ryan could uh, stick this in there. So, Ryan, yeah, right right now, uh, you're twenty. How old? 23. 23. I have too many kids. I can't remember them all. You don't have uh, the established life that Dennis is starting to make at 28. So he's got a few more shekels than you, albeit I don't think all that much. If I gave you $3,100 right now, what would you, what would you do? Um, rent, groceries, uh, car insurance, you know, the just daily life bills and With Trump, that's not what happened. With Trump, that's not what happened. See, here's the thing. Joe Biden hasn't given you an extra $3,100, has he? Joe Biden isn't giving you any extra. He's giving you nothing. He's taking more from you. Social Security, only a a 3.2% increase this year, but yet at the same time, all the other uh, Medicare Part B going up. So you're getting crushed. Some people are going to wind up having their benefits taxed, massively taxed. He's taking more money. He wants more. Ta- oh, no, we're not raising taxes. What are you talking about? You're not raising taxes. When you take gasoline and make it from what Trump had about $2 a gallon, maybe in some cases even lower, a dollar and change, and then you put it to 4 5 and $6, that's the equivalent of making a tax on somebody. When you take, I don't know, a loaf of bread being going from, what is it, $5 to now making it $10, $12, it's out of control. And I, maybe it's not bread, but you know what I'm talking about. Right. You do your own food shopping. Yeah. You see what the prices are. Well, let me just read something else here from Trump because $3,100 is a lot of money. Say, Ryan, how, how much was that beef you bought the other day? So I bought three pounds of 90% lean beef and it was $30. Oh my God. $10 a pound. Oh my God. That's why when I say groceries, I mean it. It's insane. When, this, when, Ryan's cafe is going to become the most expensive uh, budget for podcasting <laughs> considering how much it's It's insane. With- yeah. Uh, well, no, now we get to him. Ryan's Cafe. See these shakes that Ryan makes us starting on February 7, every other week, every other Wednesday, we have a podcast coming out called Ryan's Cafe, where Ryan, who's a, like a, other than being a master technologist with the video cameras and the sound and everything else, he is also on the side a chef. He can make you anything, especially when it comes to healthy stuff. So every other Wednesday, we're, we have we built a kitchen here in the back of our uh, warehouse, 
and we're going to have a podcast where he's making, he's whipping, showing you how to whip this stuff up. It's going to be a lot of fun. But to that point, Trump, instead of two for one, we eliminated eight old regulations for every one new regulation adapted and provided the average American household an extra $3,100 every year. So when you look at the average family, and if they're in a situation now where they're making more money, right? Everybody's giving out raises, bonuses, more jobs aplenty, more stuff in Main Street, more stores popping up. So you're being able to live your life. You're making a couple extra bucks. You're lowering regulations. You're lowering costs. You're bringing back jobs and you're bringing back manufacturing to America. You're repatriating all the money that was being sent overseas. People are starting to feel it. Their wallets are a little thicker. Why? Because they got more cash in there. Not more credit cards, more cash in there. And then what you do is you hit them with an extra, hey, by the way, here's an extra $3,100. That's when families get to have more presence under the tree. That's when families can say, hey, maybe we could actually afford that health insurance now. That's when families can say, yeah, you know what? Maybe we will get that car fixed or get that new, I don't know, a new hot tub that I wanted so I could fix my back. This is the difference. So the worst thing that people had to deal with if they didn't like it was Trump would send out a tweet that may have been a little obnoxious here and there. So you, let me ask you this, at, at, at Mr. Liberal. You don't like Trump's tweets or Mr. Rhino? You don't like his tweets? What about this? What about if I said to you, just let him tweet, Arnold Schwarzenegger's ratings suck. But in, in, in exchange for that, to make you feel better about that ugly tweet that you didn't like, I'll give you $3,100. I don't know a single person in the United States of America who is a middle class person or below middle class or even upper class who wouldn't say, yeah, I'll take $3,100 for a bad tweet. And for some reason, this guy is a criminal. Yeah, I'd rather take someone who's going to just tweet and speak honestly than, you know, the automated intern tweets that come out of the the Biden administration from all their people. In fact, it really is true. There was that time Karine Jean-Pierre's account tweeted something that was meant to go to Biden's account. You know, I mean, it's, it's, he's got personality and one thing too, and we already kind of hit on it, especially with the farm bill. You know, if you look at the country as the human body, if the, the coastal regions are the arms and the legs Rural America is the heart. You know, our, our agriculture has such opportunity and, and us being like an, an energy independent country has such opportunity. And yet when you have Biden or a Democrat in there, rural America literally gets crushed. You either get land that's getting bought up by uh, approved Chinese companies that are you know favorable to Biden or he's putting taxes on them that, that they're unsustainable. And that impacts everyone else. I think. A lot of uh, urban people, urban citizens, don't realize how much this country relies on on middle, meaning geographically middle, middle America. I am so happy you brought that up. Now, we will, like I said, we, we can't do all of Trump's accomplishments in a 45-minute, one-hour podcast. But we will do this again. We have to do it again because we've only hit this much of this list. <laughs> so... One of the things I just want to touch on right now, but not go deep into it, is the energy independence that Trump brought to this country. One of our biggest problems 
short-term and long-term, is our ability to have energy affordable, accessible energy. These Democrats want to put up these ugly farm wind farms that do absolutely nothing, right? They want to change. They want to rip out all oil. They want to rip. They just want everything to be wind and solar powered. We already see that that crap doesn't work in a limited ability. Imagine if the whole country was like that. And in doing that, he's stripping away jobs. He's stripping away opportunity. He is now increasing the amount that it costs for all of us to be able to heat our homes. If you have an oil-based home, I know my mother does. She still has the oil burner and everything else. My mother said, I can't afford it anymore. She's not turning the heat on to the point of where she, she's, she's in her late 70s. She can't be cold sitting at home in New York, but she does. She keeps it just enough so this way she's not shivering because she can't afford to heat her own home. That's not the way senior citizens should be. That's not the way any American should be. should be able to heat your home. We should have an abundance of energy. Not only should we have an abundance of it, we should be selling like we were our energy overseas. Instead, what Joe Biden's doing is he's selling our oil reserves to China, of all people. Wonder why that is. And he's letting spy balloons cross the country without shooting them down. Wonder why that is. Do they have information on Joey? I wonder. Energy independence. When you do that, that's what unlocks your wallet. Think about how much time and effort you've put into work only then to go to a pump and watch $75, $85, $90. So this way you can drive back to work. Do you ever feel like you go to work just so this way you can pay the bills? And Or if even not, okay, I work today on Monday. All I did was cover the gas for going to work on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's Joe Biden. Who would want that, Democrat or Republican or Independent? You want to be able to live your life. You only got one chance. This isn't a dress rehearsal. This is you got one chance, one life. So you got a guy with a little bit of crazy hair, calls people nicknames, but he puts money in your pocket. And that's what we need right now as a country. You know, here's one of the things you said about agriculture, and I'll turn it back over to you. Farmers talk about the heartland. You know, you and I did a whole thing called America the Beautiful. We went across the country. We went through Kansas. We drove through uh, Nebraska. We saw uh, the bottom part of Chicago, Illinois with all the farms and the, and the wheat and the corn. That's the basis of our country. Joe Biden is making it impossible for these people to operate, and that's why we got people like his buddy Bill uh, Gates trying to make fake food. That's why we're buying fake food. That's where we're going? Fake food? Fake meat? Synthetic food? That's what Joe Biden wants. That's what the Democrats want. They want to take away your stove. I say, do you want a little overview of all his accomplishments since he got into office? Who, Joey, Joey Magoo? Joey Magoo. Joey China? Yeah, now, so, some of these, uh, they're, let's just say it's more of a reminder of some of the things that when he first got in that I guess he considers to be an accomplishment, but I think for most of us, it's insanity. Uh, he issued an executive order um, halting the construction of the Trump border wall, which makes you wonder. Okay. We, and we will talk about immigration oh, another it's, time. It's a, it's a multi-diverse list here because they love diversity. He also reversed the travel ban that was targeting uh, Muslim countries, specifically ones that were actually dangerous. So uh, undid that. 
He then reimposed a mask mandate on all federal properties and he reinstated COVID-19 travel restrictions, also ramped up vaccination supplies and pushing mandatory vaccinations in the workplace. Uh, He canceled the Keystone uh, pipeline, which would have been very uh, economically beneficial to us. Uh, He ordered his government to conduct equity assessments of its agencies and reallocate resources to advance equity, it's a big word that the Democrats love, for all people, including people of color and those that have been historically underdeserved, marginalized, and adversely affected by poverty. Also issued an executive order rejoining the Paris Agreement on Climate Change, which Trump got us out of. He then put a memorandum strengthening DACA, which we know is uh, not good. He also reversed, or he issued an executive order reversing the transgender uh, military ban. So that's why we have transgenders back in. And overall, this is encompassing is regulations since being in office have cost the average American household nearly $7,200 to $10,000 more to maintain their household. And there's something else, you know, you, you talk about, we, we, you talked about the border wall and the, um, the funding of it and the destruction of what was actually built in many, in many places understand especially for lower income folks when actually i even say, i'm going to reverse this with so many people it's not even lower income when you've got 302,000 people coming across your border in december 260,000 in november 250,000 in october you got millions of people coming over every single year illegally that only causes one thing to happen and one thing only. It is a more expensive, burdensome event to the American taxpayer. Number one, these children that are coming over, they have to go to school. We've got to educate them. That's the law. Who do you think is going to wind up paying for those children? Many places, it costs anywhere from fifteen dollars to $25,000 per pupil to teach basics. Not even that we're doing that anymore, but that's another podcast. Well, who's paying? How do you pay for public schools? Through property taxes. Legal aliens aren't owning homes. How are they getting property taxes paid? So what's winding happening is that you, me, our property taxes are all going up. So this way we can pay for these children. Another cost to the American citizen. When you have a supply and demand. If you've already got a shortage of certain things, look at diapers. Remember diapers, trying to get diapers? Remember when we had yeah. the diaper shortage? It's still out there. Baby formula Baby shortage. formula. Baby formula. Okay. Well, when you add another 5 million people to a country, they need to eat. They need baby formula. They need diapers. Supply and demand. What happens? You don't have enough supply. You've got a lot of demand. Price goes up. It's called, some people call it inflation. These are the things. So when you look at the border, not only do you have a national security issue uh, about you, not only do you have the uh, deconstruction of the normal American society, which is based on the rule of law, but you have an increased cost. Hold on. Medical. You're, you're looking at your medical insurance and it's like, whoa, this went up by 25% or your car insurance. I just called my agent. I swear to God, last week I said, why is my insurance this year so high, said it went up 25%. Dennis, it's going up for everybody. You want to know one of the reasons why that is? 
illegal aliens driving around without insurance. They get into a wreck. Somebody's got to pay for that. Who do you think is going to pay for it? We just did a whole thing earlier this uh, earlier this week. We did a thing all last week about illegal aliens. There's a thousand new illegal aliens in a city in Wisconsin that only had 15,000 people. In that city, over an 11-year period of time, they had 2,500 car, uh, they, they stopped traffic, traffic incidences or something like that, 2,500 total over 11, month, uh, 11 years. In one year, the number is 1,200. Why? Police chief says, we have so many illegal aliens now driving, driving here. Denver, guy says that their budget, 15% of their budget is going to be used in 2024 to pay for all these new migrants. Look at New York City. They had to cancel police. They had to cancel the new recruits coming in. They can't give classes to new recruits because they got to pay for illegal aliens. Economically, and that's where we're focused on today, economically, Joe Biden has created a hardship for you and your family, your business, and your relatives, your school districts, your hospitals, everything. And Donald J. Trump did not. Donald J. Trump took the chains off that Obama put on and he says, no, we're going to fundamentally transform this back to the way it was supposed to be. That's why Donald J. Trump is, as far as I'm concerned, a far better choice than Joe Biden. If you want to have more money and more freedom in your pocket, in your life, if you want to have the ability to go out and live the great American experience, which, oh, by the way, costs money, you want to have Donald J. Trump and not Joe Biden. Totally agree. I was going to even add to that, you know, uh, obviously he's got the mainstream media typically in his pocket. And I think with, with Bidenomics, they always try to downplay everything. But even then, they'll do uh, these fake-out accomplishments. And like a, a big example would be um, their initiative a few months ago to tackle the junk fees. Like, I'm someone who likes to go to concerts or, you know, do like a uh, trip somewhere and Airbnbs and all that. And as you know, too, because you've done rentals, you go through, you see the price, you get to the end, and you're like, oh, where do all these hidden uh, tack-ons come? So the Biden administration, their whole initiative was to eliminate this and they got Ticketmaster and other play companies to, you know, uh, uh, commit to the pressure that they were putting to rid those fees. Two issues with that. Number one, those hidden fees are now just going to be allocated back to the regular price. They're just not going to be listed visibly. Yep. And then the bigger, which is the number two, um, most people are now really going for the crazy Taylor Swift concert tickets because they got to allocate the money that they actually are making now for all the higher prices on their food and their housing and their car. So it's like, you know, he tries to tack on these like, oh, we killed the junk fees. Like you killed the the visualization of the junk fees. What you really did was you just kind of made a campaign for yourself to give a little uh, gold star for Bidenomics. It's really not at all beneficial. If you you take that even a step further, Joe Biden and the Democrats always focus in on trying to assist – or it, or or putting a, a spotlight on the smallest little tiny things that don't matter to the masses, you know Taylor Swift, whatever you know Ticketmaster, NFL games, wherever that was to apply to, that's a small function. That's a small section of America going to those things. The majority of Americans right now can't afford a Taylor Swift concert, can't afford an NFL day. They can't afford it. That that does nothing for them. That's a nice-to-have, 
not a must-have. Trump focused on must-haves, manufacturing, jobs, tax relief. Joe Biden's focusing in on, you know, painting the White House in rainbow colors and worrying about Taylor Swift concert, you know, fees. That's why this country right now can't find its ass with both hands. That's why we're doing this podcast like we are to remind people, both on the left and on the right, of what Donald Trump actually did as president. Because they've done everything between the Department of Justice and the media and all these district DAs and these George Soros DAs have tried to make it sound like his presidency was January 6th and hiding documents at Mar-a-Lago and doing uh, nefarious stuff with Rudy Giuliani and, you know, changing his ledger. It's ridiculous. They're picking. It's it's like it's you want to become a a congressman tomorrow. And it's like, okay, we're going to do some we're going to do some digging in on Dennis Jr. And they come away and say, you won't believe this. We found three videos of him jaywalking. But they're going to make jaywalking, Dennis, seem like it's something that causes people to die. You follow that? Of course. And that's yeah. where it is. Last I word mean, on this goes to you. Yeah, well, uh, Jan- January 6th was just a few days. It was over this weekend. It was just a few days ago. And, you know, what, three years since it happened. And yet Democrats like Pelosi and all of them treat it as if, it's, if it was the most consequential thing to ever happen. Some even actually suggest that it's worse than 9-11, which is still the most absurd statement I've ever heard argued. And, oh, oh I thought you were about to interject. I was going to interject. Joe Biden was clear and, and present on January 6th, this January 6th, right? Where, where was he? Valley Forge, where the hell he was, right? You know, January 6th. He's got a whole commercial. Ryan's going to end. We're going to end the podcast with the, the commercial that Joe Biden's putting out. How it is that there's an extremist movement. Where was Joe Biden? This last September 11, hanging out in Vietnam. Yeah. Wasn't even in the country for the worst day this country ever experienced. The most death in terms of U.S. soil death from a foreign agent, from a foreign terrorist, right? Civilians, 3,000 civilians, innocent people die. And where is he? Vietnam. But January 6th, where, where, where a, a woman with a MAGA hat, was killed by a guy who is set off as being heroic. And look, and this will, this will be my, actually, that's a great way to be my final summary. His whole campaign come this coming year is going to be not necessarily bumping up the Biden accomplishments because, as we read, there really aren't any. It's going to be the theme of we're going to preserve democracy. We can't have Trump come back because look what happened. They're going to overplay January 6th to the highest T. And luckily, I actually have faith that most Americans hopefully won't fall into that messaging. I still think people will unfortunately vote for him because that's just their, you know, uh, liberal mindset. But, uh, you know, the, the overplayed nature of January 6th, what we saw with those tapes, what we all feel with our wallets compared to when I was under Trump, it's a pretty heavy wallet. When it's under Biden, I'm constantly looking at my wallet and saying, geez, I just took all that money out for another insurance payment another this payment it's uh it, it needs to change so there's no clear uh, there's no doubt in my mind that when it comes to actually uh putting some vitality in our economy trump's the man to do it so uh, my, yeah. my last statement is economically this is my opinion economically hundreds of millions 
of Americans benefited in one way or another, and in multiple ways for some, from Donald J. Trump being the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. Economically, I know of only one person who has benefited from, and I mean truly benefited from Joe Biden's presidency economically, and that is Mr. Zelensky. Aside from that, maybe his son, Hunter. I think we close it on that. Ryan, before I say goodbye, right now, play Joe Biden's first video at 2024. There's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. All of us are being asked right now, what will we do to maintain our democracy? History's watching. The world is watching. Most important, our children and grandchildren will hold us responsible. The Vice President and I have supported voting rights since day one of this administration. And I ask every American to join me in this cause. All right, that's it for us. We ask you, please, if you haven't already, download the DML News app. It's completely for free. You could get it from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. Just search DML News app. You're going to absolutely love it. You'll be able to see the majority of our podcasts. Get all the news. Our news feed runs all day long. We aggregate all the major stories that you need to know about, give you everything you need at one click of the button. And if you can, please hit that share button. Please hit it. Let everybody know about what we're trying to do here. We can't talk about everything on Facebook. We can't talk on uh, about everything on social media because they don't like some of the things we have to say. It's called the truth, and they rather have lies spread. So the way you could always get the truth is through the DML News app. With that in mind, we say thank you so much for joining us. May God bless you, your family, and these United States. Great to see you. Hope to see you again. Talk soon. Have a great day, everybody. Get the Dennis Michael Lynch podcast every day by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And download the DML News app from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store for breaking news, merchandise, films, exclusive content, and Team DML.